I, I can't sleep. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do a really quick podcast. Well, it's not going to be quick, but I was I made a quick Facebook post about the village people. And then I found out that there is a list of 100 uh, top 100 dance songs of all time in the 20th century. So not, you know, the, the new stuff, just older stuff you know, up until the year 1999. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to run through this list, tell you what I like and what I don't like. And I don't know if this is going to be in, in this may be in three parts because when I record this on the browser, I only get a half hour to record and I got to do it over. So I may do this in three parts. So let's just say uh, maybe about 30, 40 per list, depending on uh, how far I get through this. I'm not going to speak long on this, but, you know. Well, we'll see what we'll see what we got. So this is VH1's 100 Greatest Dance Songs of the 20th Century. Okay, so let's let's start with number 100, and let's just see how far we can go. Um, number 100 is Will Smith's "Getting Jiggy with It." I gotta tell you, um, it's funny, and and uh, I'll 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 go over some of this later when we get to the top 10 on this. And I, I, I peeked at the top 10 and maybe like the bottom 10. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to do a list on this. So I'm not going to talk too much on this. But uh, only reason why I like this song, I, I don't know any of the words except for getting jiggy with it. I love the sample that they did. It's a sample of one of my favorite disco songs of all time, which is uh, He's the Greatest Dancer from Sister Sledge. So only reason why I like this song. It was a really popular song. So, you know, what are you going to do? Number 99 is the B-52's Rock Lobster. Let me explain something to you people. I hate the B-52's. I can't stand them. I hate their music, and I don't know what it is. They're not bad people. Their music is fun, but it's just not. I just don't know why I don't like them. I just don't. And of all their songs to make it on this list, this is my least favorite song from B-52's Rock Lobster. You know, if they had put Love Shack on here, I could have let it pass without saying too many bad things because Love Shack is not a bad song. But Rock Lobster, oh God, I hate that friggin' song. Rod Stewart's Do You Think I'm Sexy is number 98. I don't like Rod Stewart and I don't like his stupid raspy voice. But Do You Think I'm Sexy? I'm not going to lie. I like that song. I do like that song. Uh, ABBA, number 97 with Dancing Queen. There is a documentary on Netflix. I can't think of the name of the top of my head, but they cover, uh, it's about pop music. And they had an episode about ABBA and their impact on, uh, their impact on popular music. And yeah, I, I would say give it a shot and watch it. They even have an episode on T-Pain, which made me respect T-Pain, you know? So yeah, that, yeah, I do like that song. Ray Charles is what I say. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's Ray Charles. He's like the godfather of of modern R&B. So he definitely was going to end up on this list. Jackson 5's ABC. I want to say that's probably one of the first Jackson 5 songs that I remember. Maybe maybe because my mom had it on, on 45. That may be why. Parliament's Flashlight. Possibly one of my favorite Parliament songs. You know, and it's definitely, uh, yeah, it definitely deserves to be on the list, no doubt. 
uh, sliced in the family stone. Thank you for letting me be myself. I don't know if there's any other Sly and the Family Stone songs that I put on the list in, in, you know, ahead of this, but I think they had better songs. It was a great song. And matter of fact, that there's a sample from that song that they used for Janet Jackson's uh, Rhythm Nation. So, you know what? I'll leave it alone. We'll leave it there. Johnny Taylor's Disco Lady. I may have to look that up uh, and see what song that is because it sounds familiar. But I don't know that song. 91, Dead or Alive, You Spin Me Around. You Spin Me Around's a great song. I don't care what you say. <laughs> it's a good song. I'll leave it be. But I always found the lead singer from Dead or Alive as like a, a bargain basement. I wouldn't say a bargain basement, Boy George. I would just say as a, uh, like he was trying to be Boy George's evil twin with the eye patch and all that other BS. But when it comes to like voice quality, I mean, I Culture Club is living proof that I was never ever gonna have problems with people being gay because Culture Club, you know, Boy George was openly gay and he was dating somebody in the band. And I love Culture Club and I especially love Boy George's voice, you know. Um, who's next here? Tanner Gardner, Heartbeat. If that's the song I'm thinking of, it was like heartbeat, you made me feel. So I can't sing. But if that's the song, then yeah, I'd love that song when I was a kid. And I don't, I didn't realize that to this day. I never knew who sang the song. If that's the song, but wow, God, man, we couldn't get enough of that song when we were kids. Uh, Donna Summers, MacArthur Park. Once again, I think if any Donna Summer song should have been on here. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be higher up on the list. I haven't looked through the whole list yet. I would have put on I Feel Love. Because I Feel Love, if I remember correctly, was like one of, if not, it was one of, if not the first fully electronic dance songs. And that song still slaps today. I still love that song. But MacArthur Park, yeah, it's pretty good too. MC Hammer's You Can't Touch This. Let me tell you something about MC Hammer. MC Hammer is a gangster. You know, people see him with the parachute pants and do the dance and like, Hammer, go Hammer. One of my favorite things, he had a video for his song called Turn His Mother Out. And this dude was so over the top, you know, at the beginning of the video. And he comes up and he's like, Hammer, you ain't hitting in New York. And everybody's like, oh, what? And then he's like, and the dude's like, what you gonna do about it, Hammer? all over the top, and MC Hammer just has this real serious look on his face. He goes, I'm going to turn this mother out. <laughs> that still makes me laugh to this day. But, you know, everybody sees Hammer doing dancing and stuff like that, but MC Hammer is an honest-to-goodness gangster. Red Man told a story about how they almost had to, like, run out of California because MC Hammer was looking for him because Red Man did a skit on his song where he was crocking on MC Hammer's mama. And he, he been up with Hammer afterwards. And then, you know, MC Hammer was like, I'm going to let you slide because, you know, you were you were younger in this game. But don't nobody talk about my mama. And Red Man said, I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you can't touch this. Once again, I don't know any of the lyrics to this stupid ass song, but that sample was hitting. They, they really did a good job with that sample. Uh, 
The Sound of Philadelphia, MSF, MFSB in the Three Degrees. Once again, I'd have to look up that song. I'm not exactly sure. Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. No, it's a good song. I wouldn't put it on the list, though. There's got to be another song that deserves to be on the list rather than I Want to Dance with Somebody. That's like one of more of her, like her pop songs, not really like a, a dance song. Eddie Kendrick's Keep on Trucking. I'm trying to think of who sampled that song, but yeah, that is a good song. It's got a, it's got a good uh, good beat, good bass line. Los Del Rio, Macarena. I mean, Macarena was huge. I was working at a record store when that song came out. I was assistant manager at a record store. And they had like Los Del Rio and Los Del Mar and Los Del Los and Del Los Del. And everybody was doing their own versions of it. I had to tell you, I always thought that the Macarena was a boring ass song. But it had its own dance that people could do at weddings, like your grandma can get up and do it. So you know what? I, I understand its place on the list, but I never liked it like that. Marvin Gaye's got to give it up. Yeah, I could I could go with that. Oh, Wild Cherries play that funky music. I don't know about that as a as a dance song, but it is a good song. Paula Abdul straight up. Once again, I don't know if I put it on the list. It's a good song. I liked it when it came out. But, mm, I don't know. Eh. Uh, Barry White's uh, You're My First, My Last, My Everything. It's a classic. Uh, Blondie's uh, Heart of Glass. I want to say that may be possibly the first Blondie song I've ever heard. And it's still my favorite Blondie song. You know? And supposedly they did something with the beat on purpose to make it kind of hard to dance to. I think that might just be an urban legend. I'll have to look that up. But, you know, Blondie was a punk rock band. Like they didn't, and then they started doing like disco, like, you know, even you had Kiss making disco songs, you know, everybody was doing disco. And that kind of, that's kind of what made people hate disco so much because everybody was doing disco. <laughs> Who wasn't doing disco? Rod Stewart was doing disco. Uh, they were making disco versions of Star Wars themes, disco versions of Beethoven. And then they had Ethel Merman making disco songs. Like they took her old, like her old songs and made them into disco songs. And she didn't even have the fucking common decency to just use her old tracks and just put it over the disco beat. She re-sang them. She sounded like shit. She was like 79 years old. There's no business like show business. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You are a legend. And you're debasing yourself doing disco songs. Oh, my God. But anyway, <laughs> the whispers and the beat goes on at number 78. I love that song. You know, every time it comes on, I'm just like, I'm just bobbing my head. That That is a great song. Rufus and Shaka Khan at 77. Ain't Nobody. Once again, love that song when I was a kid. Still love it. Oh, 76, here we go. Uh, Donna Summers, I Feel Love. Like I said, that song still kicks today. I love that song. James Brown's uh, I Feel Good. Oh, that's a tough one for me. Because I like that song, but he had other songs. And I and maybe they'll end up on the like higher up on the list. But I would have put uh, Super Bad on there before I put I got before uh, I feel good. 
Bobby Brown's My Prerogative. I don't know about that as a dance song. Every little step I take, I would put on the list before My Prerogative as a dance song. Uh, Robinette's Show Me Love. Uh, yeah, that's a great song. I'd, I'd definitely leave that there. Silver Convention's Fly, Robin, Fly. You know the funny thing with the Silver Convention? There's not a lot of lyrics to their song. They'll just take one phrase and then just repeat it throughout the song. And they, they, that's like, I'm pretty sure if you wrote the lyrics to like every song on that album, it's probably like 20 words total that they just repeat over and over again. But Fly, Robin, Fly was a great song. I would definitely put it on the list. And actually, uh, my mom used to have that on 45. My mom was a big disco fan, which is kind of how I got into it. Uh, David Bowie's Let's Dance. Nile Rodgers produced that. Classic. I could leave that on there. James Brown's Sex Machine. I could leave that on there. Uh, Junior Walker and the All-Star Shotgun. Uh, I'd have to hear that song. I don't really know that song off the top of my head. Uh, SOS Band, Take Your Time and Do It Right. That's a tough one. Because I would probably put... Oh, no. I was going to say Just Be Good to Me before I put that one on there. But I could be wrong. I'd have to listen to them both back to back and just see which one is better. Irene Karras' Flashdance. Oh, no about that one. I mean, it's a good song, but it seems too, too poppy, I guess. Prince's 1999 at number... Uh, yeah, uh, number 66. I could leave that on there, you know. I I don't know why. I mean, I love Prince, you know, rest in peace to the legend. I never really saw his music as dance music. I never did. But I just saw it as just fantastic music. My uh my fir my very first concert was Prince. In 1988, he played at Madison Square Garden. And uh it was a fantastic show, you know. So, rest in peace to the legend. Wilson Pickett, Land of a Thousand Dances. I don't know. I remember that song being a little bit too... I mean, let's just, let me just put it like this. You know, be doing a song about uh, dance music. I can't dance. If you've ever seen a movie where Frankenstein, where his pant cuffs catch on fire, and he's like, ah, ah, that's me dancing, okay? I have zero rhythm. I have negative rhythm. Okay, it all looks good in my head, and by the time it gets to my legs, it's just like clomp, clomp, clomp. So, but I would, I, if I remember that song correctly, I would just be like, you know what? If you're dancing to that song, you're probably having a seizure. I remember it being a very fast paced song. Lips Incorporated Funky Town is number 64. That song should definitely be top 10. And Funky Town was basically like the way you want to go out musically for a genre. Because that song came out in like in 1980 when disco was like on a ventilator, on its last breath. Like they had that whole disco demolition thing in, was, I think it was Wrigley Field, where they had everybody bring their disco records and they just blew them all up. You know, so at the, by the 1980, people were pretty much sick of disco. And I would say this. If that song came out in like 75 or 77, uh, as opposed to 1980, it would have probably went like diamond, I think. Uh, Donna Summers, Love to Love You, Baby. 
I'm maybe thinking about a different song, but I don't know if I would consider that to be a dance song if I'm thinking of the same song. Oh, Peaches and the Herb Shake Your Groove thing for sure. I love that song. And and I do believe that my mom had that on 45. Uh Point of Sister, Jump for Your Love. Oh, Jump for My Love. Mm. I wasn't really fond of that song. I do love the Point of Sisters, but I wasn't really fond of that song. Richie Valens La Bamba. I will say this. I don't think I've ever heard the original version of La Bamba. The version that I know is when they had the Richie Valens biopic and then the uh, Los Lobos did La Bamba. And that's the version I know. And then I love the end where they do the little guitar solo. Like, you know. So I I would leave that on there for sure. Lionel Richie's All Night Long? No. I I don't know if I would put anything from Lionel Richie on this list for dance music. The Commodore stuff, yes, for sure. But Lionel Richie, to me, it was just too, too pop for me. Ooh. 57 is Dr. Buzzard's original Savannah band, Cherisay Femme, if I pronounced that right. I love that song. I actually have a, a, I got a promo when I was working at the record store of this disco compilation and this song was on there. And I remember Ghostface Killer sampled that song for uh, for one of his tracks. Well, Cherisay La Ghost, that's, that's his version of it. Ooh, George McRae's Rocky Baby. Uh, yes, love that song. I don't, I'm wondering if that was one of the songs that they considered to be one of the first disco songs. I know they either had it between George McRae, between um, Hughes Corporation, uh, Rock the Boat, and Mano de Bango's uh, Soul Makosa, which my mother did have on 45. Uh, Little Eva, The Locomotion. I don't know. I'd have to listen to that song. I don't know that song. Um, First choice, Dr. Love. Don't know that song. But I do know number 53, Anita Ward's Ring My Bell. Love that song as a kid, you know. Uh, oh, here we go. Commodore's number 52, uh, Brick House. And yeah, I would definitely leave that song on the list. Uh, Gloria Gaynor's Never Can Say Goodbye. A fantastic song. Soul to Soul's Back to Life. Uh I would say this, the acapella version, I would not put on the list. Their single version, yes, that could stay on the list. Because they had uh, an acapella version, and then it would drop into the beat afterwards, and then it would go straight into another song called Jazzy's Groove. That was like how it was on the album. And then I think there was a single where they just had the uh, the single version of it. So... So we're at number 50, so I'm going to stop this here for now, and then um, I'll continue the list from uh, number 49 and number one. All right. All right. Let's get this thing continued here. Uh, VH1's top 100 dance songs of the 20th century. So we're going to start. I did the numbering off. I shouldn't have stopped at 50. I should have stopped at 51. But you know what? We're only a song off. We'll, we'll make this work. <laughs> so, number four, number 49, the Icy Brothers Shout. I wouldn't consider that to be, a, I mean, I guess people danced to it back in the day, but, you know, 
I remember from like old movies and stuff like that, but you know. Yeah, it's the Aussie Brothers, they're legends. We'll leave it there. The Capitals, cool jerk. I could I'll for sure I have no clue uh what that song is. None. So we're just gonna just continue on. Um uh number 47, slime the family stones, dance to the music. Hmm. It's a it's a good song, and it's something that uh, I don't even know if, if I could think of anybody who's ever sampled that particular song. But yeah, I guess it's okay. Ooh, a taste of honey's uh, boogie oogie oogie. I don't remember if I know my parents had that on forty five. I want to say they had the entire album because I remember the uh, the album covers with the two ladies on there holding their guitars. So, and I remember that from when I was a kid. So they, so they might have had the entire album, but I definitely remember that they did have that song on forty-five, and and I love that song. You know, that's a great song. Um, where am I here? Oh, number forty-five. Ooh, Andrea, True Connection. More, more, more. Once again, my mom had that on forty-five, and I didn't notice until much later. Andrea True used to be an adult film star, and she, uh made records afterwards. I don't know if she made any other albums aside from this one that had more and more and more on it. But if you ever watch Boogie Nights and it kind of uh, chronicled like all these, in, you know, it had like Don Cheadle played like this ex-porn star who was just having the hardest time adjusting to normal life, you know, after being a porn star for so many years and just doing, doing everything he can to fit into all these different places, you know? And, uh, it, it's actually a great movie. Boogie Nights was the movie that made me actually take Mark Wahlberg seriously as an actor. Of all the movies he could have done, that's the movie that made me say, okay, well, now he's not he's not Marky Mark anymore doing his fake vanilla ice routine. He's actually like Mark Wahlberg, actor. <laughs> so uh, number 44, Chic, Good Times. I think that Song should be in the top 20 just for one reason and one reason only because Sugar Hill Gang uh, sampled that song to do uh, Rapper's Delight. And you will figure the first commercial rap song, first commercial rap single also became the first sampling lawsuit because, of course, they got sued for using that song because that they I don't even know how many millions of copies they sold of that record. But and from what I heard. I want to say, I've heard the story so many times of how Big Bank Hank, because he used to manage like Grandmaster Kaz, and those rhymes that Big Bank Hank says in Rapper's Delight, those are Grandmaster Kaz's rhymes. But I've heard Kaz himself tell the story so many different ways that it's really hard to just get the whole truth out of it. Because at first, it made him seem like Hank came to him, came to his house and was like, yo, I got this opportunity, but my rap ain't that strong. And he just pulls out his rhyme book and then just says, you know, yo, um, uh, take what take take all the rhymes you need. But in other versions, Hank managed Grandmaster Kaz and some other rappers. And then he used to play like Kaz's tapes, you know, at the pizzeria where he worked. And um Sylvia Robinson came in and heard them, you know, heard the record, and he was just like, "Yo, that's uh, me. I'm, I, I, it's me. I sing songs." 
So, and Sylvia Robinson used to actually her and I don't know if it was her husband or or son or whoever it was, but they used to literally just walk the streets of New York, just asking people, "Can you rap? Let me hear you rap." <laughs> but I guess you got to get started somehow. Uh, cool in the gang celebration. I tell you, celebration is possibly one of my least favorite cool in the gang songs. Cool in the gang used to be one of the premier funk bands. And then they kind of, and Celebration was around a time where they were going more disco and eventually more pop, you know. But it's kind of, you know. But Celebration is still a good song, but I mean, yeah, what are you going to do? Um, MFSB, uh, Love is the Message. And I'm pretty sure if I heard a few bars of that song, I'd know it, but I'm going to skip it because I don't remember it. Hughes Corporation rocked the boat. Love that song. Fantastic song. And I want to say it's Hughes Corporation. They didn't do that song, but one of my favorite horror movies of all time from when I was a kid was Blackula. And I think Hughes Corporation actually did some of the music in that movie. And then there's a part where they're in the club and Hughes Corporation is performing on stage at the club. Madonna's Into the Groove. I'll give you that. That's a good song. I do like that song and I do like it as a dance. So I can imagine like them rocking that song in the club and people actually uh, dancing to it. Uh, OJ's Love Train. I guess. I mean, it's a great song, but it's like a dance song. Maybe because I can't dance, I can't picture it. <laughs> uh, McFadden, Whiteheaded, number 38, Ain't No Stop It Is Now. I mean, that, that's a great song, you know, and I can imagine, you know, people uh, going crazy, you know, dancing that song during the disco days. Salt and Peppers, Push It, I guess. Great song. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, uh, Snaps, Rhythm is a Dancer. Oh, uh, I mean, Rhythm is a Dance is a good song, but it's more, that song is more low-key than some of their other stuff. So I don't know. Number 35 is uh, Weather Girls. It's Raining Men. Uh, I would say I haven't seen the rest of this list yet, so I don't know if CNC Music Factory or Black Box is going to be on this list. But both of those artists have basically... Uh, use Martha Wash's voice and then try to just not give her the credit for it because she is a she is a rather large woman, and you know they they actually used some uh, like black box used some skinny model to fill in for Martha Wash in the videos, and turns out this woman didn't even she didn't even speak English, <laughs> and they they spoofed it on a, a a comedy biopic called Fear of a Black Hat. Where they have like the uh, the the skinny, the, you know, and they had it as a, a Oriental woman, and singing the singing the song, and then Kurt Loder from MTV is like, you know, it's funny how someone who sounds so ethnic, who looks so ethnic, can sing so so black, and then the girl just doesn't know what to say. She's like, uh, I sing song. <laughs> That's kind of what it was like, but you know. The original name for uh, Weather Girls was Two Tons of Fun, and they changed their name to the Weather Girls. I think they pulled a, a reverse Fat Boys. 
because the Fat Boys, their original name was the Disco Three. And then they just decide to embrace the fact that, yeah, we're all fat. So let's just not beat around the bush. And they call themselves the Fat Boys. So, but uh, much props to Martha Wash. You know, she still went on to have a good career doing dance music. And It's Raining Men is actually uh, a gay anthem now. So there's that. Uh, Patrice Russian's Forget Me Not. Love that song. Love it. And, you know, even though Will Smith turned it into Men in Black, you know, I still, when I hear the the uh, the Will Smith version, I still sing Forget-Me-Nots over the Will Smith version. <laughs> and then Chris Rock had a spoof of it when he was hosting MTV Music Awards years ago. And then his version, he was like, yeah, our host is Black. You stupid motherfuckers. And I was just like, yeah, okay. I just had to say that for no reason. I'm sorry. Um, Diana Ross is upside down. I upside down is a great song, but if any Diana Ross song should have been on there, and I think it may be higher up on the list, it would have been a love hangover. I think. So, I mean, the beginning of love hangover is really slow. And then when it really picks up to the disco version of it, it uh, it slaps. It does. Uh, BGs, you should be dancing. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I didn't really know the BGs older stuff. I didn't know the BGs until they did Saturday Night Fever. You know, so I didn't know that they were like doing like, uh, I don't even know what, what kind of music you want to call it, but it definitely wasn't disco. But when they did their tracks for Saturday Night Fever, yeah, those tracks were on point. And You Should Be Dancing is my favorite out of all of them, you know? Maybe uh, Shadow Dancing, maybe a close second. Uh, Emotions, Best of My Love, that's a good one. Vicky Sue Robinson's Turn the Beat Around. And I think, I want to say Vicky Sue Robinson passed away. I want to say it was of cancer. Don't quote me on that. But she had a, a, a post-disco career uh, singing and writing jingles, I think. I may be wrong about that, but I'll have to look that up just to be sure. But uh, C.C. Penison's Finally, that was a good song. I, I, I like that song. You know, I, I was into more of like house music than like dance music like that, you know. But C.C. Penison's Finally, I think I, I want to say I had that on a cassette single back then. Yeah, I'm old. I had cassette singles. What you want to do? You want to fight about it? <laughs> Michael Jackson's Billie Jean I would not consider that to be a dance song if any Michael Jackson song should have been on that list from that album as a dance song it would have to be want to be starting something that I could see but not Billie Jean even though Billie Jean's a fantastic song and I remember uh, back before they became Sony there were CBS records and I remember MTV wouldn't play Billie Jean because MTV just didn't really play black music like that. And I remember, I'm trying to find a clip, but there is, they had an interview with David Bowie. And David Bowie was sitting down with one of the hosts of MTV back in the, in, in the, uh, the mid-80s. And David Bowie was asking why they don't play black music. And the dude was given this ridiculous horseshit excuse about why he doesn't do it. When you watch the video, look at the look on David Bowie's face when this guy's giving his his horseshit uh, 
excuse why MTV didn't play black music. And Michael's label was so... I mean, it's not like Michael was still doing his post-Jackson 5 crap, okay? This guy just came off of Off the Wall, okay? So you know he was an, he was an established superstar, and he wouldn't play his music, and they were threatening to pull all their music from MTV if they didn't play the song. And then this, and that's one of the songs that shot them, like, really gave them exposure. Go figure. Um, the Kingsman, Louie Louie, eh, I guess. Sheik's La Freak. That uh, Nas Rogers talked about that song. I love that song. I, I think Good Times is still my favorite uh, Sheik song, but Le Freak, my mom had that on 45. And Le Freak is basically a censored version of a song that they that they wrote when when they couldn't get in the studio 54. Like I I always joke like you have like right wingers who are just like America is the greatest country in the world. God sanctions us. And then at the same time, they're like, why all these immigrants want to come to this country? Because <laughs> you advertise as the best country on the planet, you jackass. But Studio 54, it was more of like a ploy. But yeah, you, you know, they advertise themselves as like the greatest club in the world. And they're like, hey, you want to come over here and see Liza Minnelli coked out of her head, giving tug jobs in the bathroom? Come to Studio 54, you know? And, um, they just wouldn't let people in. Like they were very selective about who they let in. And uh, Niles Rogers couldn't get in. So they went home and they wrote La Freak, but it had a lot more F-bombs in it. And they had to censor it for uh, to turn it into an actual song. Because <laughs> they were busy. It's just like, fuck Studio 54, elitist jerks. Um, Didi Sharp, Mashed Potato Time. I'd have to, I'd have to listen to that. Uh, I don't know that song. Shannon's Let the Music Play. Uh, I don't know how I would describe that. I know it has more of an electro-funk feel to it. Uh, somewhere between electro-funk and freestyle, you know. It was a great song, though. I did like that song. So, um, let's see. I think I lost my place. Oh, here we go. LaBelle's Lady Marmalade. Um, I don't know about that as a dance song but it is a it is a great song you know oh here we go number 22 diana ross's love hangover yep uh once again my mom my mom had a lot of disco 45s and she definitely had that one um whatever oh casey and the sunshine casey and the sunshine bands that's the way i like it uh Casey and the Sunshine Band made a lot of great disco songs. You know, they were awesome. They were one of my favorite disco bands, you know. And even, I think they did a song called Please Don't Go, which is, I mean, their, their ballad, and even that was still great. Um, let's see here. Where did I? I keep losing my spot. This list is so mashed close together. Ooh, uh, Evelyn Champagne King Shame. Yeah. That song, even to this day, that song still slaps. I love that song. Um, Martha and the Vandellas, uh, Dancing in the Street, don't really know that song. The Tramps, Disco Inferno, great song, but they have a version of it that's like 12 or 13 minutes long. I love heavy metal music and I love progressive metal. And I joke to my friends, I'm like, I listen to a, a song from Tool or from, uh, from ISIS. 
the band, not the terrorist group. There's a band called ISIS. Look it up. But, you know, they do a lot of like long, like, you know, 12, 13 minute songs. They'll do like a, a tool will do like a 13 minute song. And when it's over, I'm like, oh, I was just starting to get into that. But when I'm at like minute six of uh, Disco Inferno, I'm just like, all right, on to the next song. We don't need we don't need this song to be six minutes long, much less uh, 13 minutes long. Um, Michael Jackson's Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, for sure. Yeah, that that song is absolute fire. I will say this. I I think I want to say number 15 is Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock's It Takes Two. And I would I want to say I was either in I was in 11th grade when that song came out, and that was the song of the summer. You couldn't go anywhere and not hear that song, you know. And and that was a good thing because that was a great song. I remember uh Rob Bass said something, you know, because, you know, all these guys who, you know, they lost all their money from the record labels. And he was like, you know what, if you go into music business, hire a lawyer and then hire another lawyer to watch that lawyer. <laughs> Sylvester's You Make Me Feel Mighty Real. One thing I didn't know about Sylvester, which, you know, I just figured he was doing the whole glam thing. You know, uh, when he made, when I seen the video for that song, he was one of the first openly gay performers being uh being gay in 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 that time period was like just pure death and especially when the aids epidemic came out because when aids came out it was just like uh when people just believed that like aids just came from gay people and it was just a, a rough time to be gay you know i mean there's no easy time to be gay in this country you know especially now but that time, especially tough. Uh, Love Unlimited Orchestra's Love's Theme. I'd have to listen to that one again. I'm pretty sure I know the song. Casey and the Sunshine Band again at number 12. Get Down Tonight, definitely. Aretha Franklin's Respect, fantastic R&B song. I don't know if I can say that to be a dance song, but what do I know? I can't dance. BG, Staying Alive. Definitely, definitely. But I would have switched places with that. And uh, was you got me dancing on there from BGS? Yeah, I would have switched places with that. I would have put you got uh, got me dancing at number ten, and then put that one wherever that one was. Uh, CNC Music Factory is gonna make you sweat. I will say this: I don't see any black box songs on this list. I will say this: uh, strike it up and. Uh, everybody, everybody from Black Box shreds everything that CNC Music Factory has ever done. I don't know what it is about CNC aside from stealing Martha's voice thing, and I compare it with another group that stole her voice. But Black Box to me was just better than CNC Music Factory. Chubby Checker is a twist at number eight. Before my time, you know, I just know as as a song that had that dance, and then they, they oh let's twist again like we did last summer, and I'm like, all right, Jesus Christ, Chubby Checker, write a different song. Village People's YMCA is an amazing song because that was a filler song. Okay, that song was basically they just needed one more song to fill the album, and then the dude was just like, he looks out when the songwriter looks out the window, sees the YMCA, and he asked the lead singer about it. You know, he's, he also helped write songs and he told him about the YMCA. And then the lead singer was like, you want to write a song about that, don't you? 
It was a filler song, and it became their biggest song. Like, I looked it up recently. On Spotify alone, it has over 230, uh, like 250 million uh, streams just on Spotify alone. The next highest song is Macho Man from them and has like 36 million. So, yeah, definitely belongs on that list. Uh, Donna Summers, I'm almost out of time, so I'm going to speed through some of these. Donna Summers' Last Dance, great song. Van McCoy's The Hustle. I always thought, I mean, I always thought it was a good song, but I, I mean, aside from doing the actual hustle dance, which had like a, a, a list, like the kind of list, like, the, like if you were putting together like a model airplane, like the step-by-step thing, that's what the hustle had. <laughs> Madonna's Vogue is on this list. Jesus fucking Christ. Why is this song on the list? It's a, it's a decent song, but I'll consider it to be like, I mean, I guess it's a good dance song, but the Vogue is basically just, you know, it's like you're just posing in rapid succession. It's not like an actual dance. Whatever. Sister Sledge's We Are Family is number three on the list. I gotta tell you, We Are Family is possibly my least favorite Sister Sledge song. My favorite Sister Sledge song is He's the Greatest Dancer. That should be in its place. Strictly my opinion, of course. Delma Houston's Don't Leave Me This Way is number two. Uh, fantastic song. I want to say, I'll have to look it up. I want to say Don't Leave Me This Way is a disco remake of an earlier song. I'll have to look that up to be sure. But if it is, Delma Houston ripped it. And, I mean, you pretty much knew what number one was going to be from the start. If you're talking about best disco songs of the 20th century, you knew that Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive was going to be number one. Like from the time I said top 100 dance songs of the 20th century, you just knew, hey, Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive will be number one. What's the other 99 songs? Okay. I Will Survive, I mean, it stands the test of time. I mean, and a lot of people in my generation, even if you, even if you didn't like disco, you at least knew the song because it kind of transcended disco. And it just told and it just told a story that people could relate to. You know, uh, a woman who gets out of a bad relationship and the dude just thinks, oh, well, you'll be nothing without me. And she was like, no, motherfucker, I will survive. Because as long as I know how to love lyrics, 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 that's basically and people could relate to that. You know, so I don't know. I don't even here's the thing. I don't even know if Gloria Gaynor had any other songs. I just know that song from Gloria Gaynor, you know. And uh, yeah, it deserves to be number one on the list. Absolutely. I'm trying to think if there was any songs that I think needed to be on this list. You know what song didn't make the list that should have made the list? And there was at least eight or nine songs that could have gotten that spot. Hadaway's... Um, what is love? That song, if you watched Night, A Night the Roxbury or seen the skit of Saturday Night Live with Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan, you know that song. And that song is one of my favorite dance songs. And it's somehow, well, you know why? I, 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 I answered my own question. I have to look this up real quick. I know it's going to be unprofessional doing the podcast 
and me looking stuff up. But I want to see uh, what year this song came out. Yeah, song came out in 93. So yeah, it definitely should have been on the list. You know, there is at least eight or nine songs that could have come off that list. First of all, Madonna's Vogue could have come off the list and put Hadaway right in that spot. And, um, God, what else could have been in that spot? I don't know. I'll probably think of it and then just make an addendum to this. But, yeah, uh, that's VH1's Top 100 Greatest Dance Songs of the 20th Century. So, if you have your picks on what you think should have been on there, or even if there were songs that you think could have been taken off, uh, yeah, let me know. So, I'm going to try once again to go to sleep because I got to go to work tomorrow. And, uh, uh, yeah, you guys have a good one.